this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you don't know what Anchor is and you're thinking about starting a podcast, you should probably find out what Anchor is because Anchor is a free way to host your podcasts. It also gives you creation tools like the ability to record yourself, record with other people, edit as well, and do it from your phone or your computer. You don't need to go buy fancy tools to start. You can start with Anchor. And you can hit the nice distribute button, and it's going to send it out to all the places you want it to be, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more. In addition to that, you can make money from your podcast with no basic listenership. In other words, if you only have 10 people because you're just starting, you can still monetize that. It's really hard to find a better place to start. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started on the crazy podcast journey. So that, that happens, that crashing thing has been happening lately because for some reason there's something wrong with the battery here on this laptop. Yeah. So it gets to like 49% and the computer just turns off. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't really have that problem because, uh, like I said, I bought this laptop and I just left it in my bag for over a year. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a beauty of not relying so much and using a computer, you know, on a consistent basis for every little thing you do um i get enough of it at work and even that's kind of foreign i come home it's you know my my iphone is the most technological thing i really use and then there's all my my pedals and my amps like we were talking about before with digital pedals and things like that man that if i get a plug into a mothership that just makes my brain go fried you're on the right podcast <laughs> <laughs> i'm an analog man you know in a digital world i'm 33 and live like it's 1933. Mm, that's okay with me. I was, yeah, no, I, Lamb and I talked about it on a couple episodes. I was watching that uh, CNN show, the 80s. Mm. It's just like a documentary of the 80s. Right. Um, and I'm watching it and I'm like, I want to go back. Yeah, no. <laughs> I want to go back to then. <laughs> it's, it, you know, people just look at these their, you know, the crutches to the fullest extent. And it's, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not guilty of sitting there and getting lost in uh, searching through, you know, websites and uh, the minimal. Porn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I've got an iPad. That's all I use it for. <laughs> but uh, no, it's, it feels good, you know, when I'm sitting there and I have no desire to pull my phone out and everyone around me is, heads down on their phone mm-hmm. you know and it's it took me months different. and months of training to get like that to break yeah. that habit that addiction is maybe a better way to say it no it is definitely the addiction um yeah because just being able to kind of come back from being so far gone into it and then re you know 
discover what it is like to just be in the moment and to like, you know, be around people. And then when you start, it, it's a little bit more meaningful. I think when you then connect with someone where they're on the same level, because you guys just get to enjoy every little thing a little bit more and other people are missing out on it. And it's faster and easier way to weed out the people that really shouldn't uh, be occupying your time or your attention. At least for me. It's a good, it's a good cleanser. Like a <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, for everybody listening, you might've noticed that that's not lamb. <laughs> nope. No, nope. Not, not lamb at lamb. all. Not lamb in the least. Um, lamb has strep throat this week, guys. So <laughs> can't really talk on a podcast when your throat is shredded. Um, so today, those dulcet tones you're hearing are Mr. Thomas Woodrum. Yes. Hello. But Tom is not a guest. Oh, I am, but I'm not. You, you are right now. You're feeling like a guest, but you're not a guest. <laughs> Tom's going to be a full-time partner in this show, full-time member of this show. So you're going to hear him every week. Um, Lamb's not going anywhere either. You're just getting two episodes every week. One with me and Lamb and one with me and Tom. So surprise, surprise. Contrast. You get the comparison of someone like me, bearded and weird. And you get someone like Lamb that's not bearded and weird. <laughs> he's weird. He's weird. <laughs> they know by now he's weird. Oh, yeah. I'm we weird. All, we all love his weirdness. Yes, we do. So, yeah, that's that's the plan. That's what we're going to do. We're going to... And, you know, who knows? Maybe one day... Uh, actually, I don't want to say that. Maybe one day I'll have a cold and not strep throat. I won't be <laughs> yeah. able to record. Yeah, no. And you no, and Lamb no. will do an episode together. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Who we'll knows? Wish, yeah, we won't wish poor on anyone. But... uh Oh, speaking of feeling like crap. Remember yesterday when we were having coffee and I had that blurred vision thing, right? Right, yeah. My my magnificence was too much for your eyes to behold. It was, for people listening, it was so weird. Tom and I were sitting there talking and I started noticing, I'm like, I'm, you know, you people don't know this yet. You don't know what Tom looks like, but he has a very big beard. <laughs> and I, I'm looking at his beard and I'm like, it's so weird. I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, it's so weird. The, the way the light is hitting the hair on his beard it's it's getting blurry. Like I can't see the distinction of the hair anymore. And, and then I looked up and I'm like, oh, he almost has four eyes right now. Like what the hell is going on? <laughs> and my vision was just just like a couple millimeters blurred. Not like uh, completely like you had four eyes, but everything was just like doubled just a tiny bit. And then there was that weird, this like weird arc of like light artifact on the left side of my vision. Totally freaked me out. Um, but then you brought out that water and I felt better. Yeah. I came home, I emailed my doctor. I'm like, yeah, what? I was talking to a couple family members too. And they're like, oh, that happens to me every time I have sinuses. I'm like, I'm 41. That's never happened. <laughs> but you are related to me. So there's a good chance that I have whatever shit fucking yeah. genetic you have. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then I sat down and I'm like, okay, I, you know, I felt better after, you know, after I drank that water, I came home. Right doing whatever with the dog and then I'm sitting there and then all of a sudden it was like, you know, like the, the alien coming out of the stomach in mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, it was God. like that in my forehead. And I was like, Oh yep. It's definitely my sinuses. Holy shit. Well, that's what I've noticed. Um, I used to, like I said, I used to hang out at that coffee shop quite a bit back in the day. And, you know, even being, you know, downtown outside, you know, for hours on end sitting at, you know, just, being social or uh, taking breaks at work. But the trees, you know, at this time of year, when they start getting nuts and you, 
you know, are susceptible to that stuff. It's just literally a bukkake fest of all these male trees just bombarding you with all of that just awful, awful pollen. And uh, yeah, luckily I don't suffer from it that bad. I have other things I deal with that, you know, listen to me, you know, complaining like that old man that I say <laughs> I am. Um, but no, I, yeah, I, I feel you on that. And it's, it's not fun, but hey, you're I've human. I've never ever had it that bad. And you know what I think it is? It's like, I think because of the dog, I'm going for like an hour long walk every day. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm exposing myself to it more than yeah. probably I have since I was a kid when, you know, like your immune system. I mean, you could, you could throw the bubonic plague at a kid, you know. Right. A, no, totally. An 11 year old, and they'll be like, farted out. And they're like, oh, yeah. I'm good. But also, how much does that then come back to what we're saying, you know, with being reliant on, you know, being on your computer all day? Like the amount of time that you're spending outdoors. Of, for anybody these days is far less than what it was when you were younger. So right. yeah, it's part of getting older, but it's also a sign of being a person of age in today's world where the situations don't really call for you to be outside that much. And you're, you know, you're, you're regressing into this infant state of, you know, just your immune system is trash shit. Yeah. I'm becoming immune wuss. Yeah. You basically, well, you know, it's funny, you know, what I was watching this uh, right before we started recording. I just discovered that on HBO, they have all of the old episodes of Sesame Street. Oh, wonderful. So watching an episode from 1978, the intro, I don't remember what the intro was in the 80s, like when I was watching the bulk of it. Mm -hmm. um, but the intro in the 70s is just a bunch of kids playing. And mm -hmm. every single one of the kids is outdoors. Right, yeah. Scat knees, um, drinking water out of hoses. Running with uh, bell bottoms and skateboarding without shirts on. Absolutely. Now they'd all be playing video games. Which yeah, no. I'm not less guilty. I played Minecraft for like an hour today. Yeah, see, and that, even that, that, I didn't really get into the, the video games. Like I had original Nintendo growing up. Uh, wanted Sega Genesis. I remember my yeah. grandpa or somebody might i know my cousin had um super nintendo so i got a touch on that um but uh i wanted sega didn't get that um i think the next thing i got was n64 and anytime i had any of those games consoles and i started getting into it and playing and you know it was definitely fun and enjoying and um but there was definitely a point where i hit I was like, all right, I'm I'm done with this for right now. And then oh, I'd yeah. come back, you know, and it would be a it would be a gap and I'd be like, Well, I gotta do something else. I wanna go outside and pretend to be crocodile dundee with a butter knife or uh I wanna go grab my Disneyland rifle and pretend like I'm hunting Bigfoot or something like that. Um but yeah, definitely uh didn't get that deep into video games and I see it even still now, like, you know, it's it's still something that I can have fun with. But, you know, I have an Xbox, but it's like a seven-year-old xbox that i use not to play games i use it to hook up and watch what well, used to be netflix and youtube Born. <laughs> i haven't found that app i don't think they have that yet on the, the xbox it has a dvd drive xbox i don't have that yet um it does have that it does have the dvd but that's another thing Blue I don't have, right uh maybe the new ones i don't think High definition well you know that that is the deciding factor of where uh home theater uh you know 
style go. VHS was decided by uh, the the adult industry. DVD was decided by the adult industry. Right. That's why we lost. Yeah, you know. But uh, I never really right. got much into video games either. To be honest, I I did kind of exactly what you're talking about too. I go through gaps. You know, I had the Nintendo, which I begged and begged for. First, mm-hmm. I had an Atari. I'll be honest, I had an Atari because my uncle was this like. Why not? Um, he was the guy who had a computer in the mm. early 80s when nobody else had a computer. He had a, an Apple IIe. Yeah. So he was the computer guy. So he had an Atari, and I remember always like being fascinated by it. So, of course, eventually somebody bought me one. Um, and I played that thing way longer than most people played Ataris. I played that until mm. probably 1987 or 88, maybe mm. 89. Um, and then somebody's, I think... I don't remember who got it for me. I mean, the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And then that, if you're going to talk about game systems, and that's probably the, if you're going to call me a gamer, that period of my life, I was. Yeah. Because no, I got those games. Every system I got after that, I've only got like four or five games, and I probably only end up playing like two. Yeah. No, uh, definitely the original Nintendo is, it does something totally different. As far as uh, kind of molding you into being a gamer or not, you know, it's like this is fun, but it's also making me want to go and run and jump and drive and do other stuff. Or these other games, a lot of these ones are just like I just need to stay in and I need to do these full on, um, like like the the first person games where you're just going through doing stuff. You know, it's like oh, you're yeah. not. You're not fighting. You're doing that. You're. I need to go down to the shop and I need to find this thing. And I do. It's. I've watched guys play these games. Melt this fork into a bullet. Mm. Right. No. It's like you're just doing chores. Yeah. You're not. That, that's. <laughs> uh, I played one of those. What the hell is it called? Fallout. Fallout Four. Yeah. Completely. Uh, completely fascinating. But you know, like the thing. I think you know what the difference is with the Nintendo and uh, I would even say about Atari too. Excuse me. I burp in every episode. You'll get used to it. That's fine. I've got beer. I'm getting up. I drink. You might hear some some farts. I drink these. Oh, that would be a first. We need one of those. Um, I drink these LaCroix and they just make me burp like a motherfucker. Ah, LaCroix. Um, but yeah, it's, I think the Nintendo, what it was is the games were fucking hard. Oh, yeah. No, there's still games that I had from that. I could probably go back and try to play. It's not multitasking two types of things. Mm, Or, uh, I see what you're saying. That's maybe the wrong way to say it, where I'm not multitasking two of the same type of thing. You know, like uh, watching TV and listening to the radio at the time, at the same time. <laughs> That's not going to work. <laughs> you can't listen to yeah. at once. You know? I mean, that'd be impressive if you could, but yeah, that's, that, sounds, that sounds chaotic. Like it's freaking out. Or, you know, jumping between, you know, a, a video and reading something at the same time or something like that where you, you just can't do that. But, you know, something that doesn't require your ears or even... You, the conscious part of your mind, you know, like walking or something like that, and listening mm-hmm. to something, those go well together. That's a good way of multitasking for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that kind of goes back to, do you, do you find in those instances that you're also searching for a specific kind of leisure as well? Mm, clarify that question a little bit more. I'm not understanding what like you're we, asking. Like, um, if, you're, if you're going for a walk, I mean, we, we have this, 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 we've had this talk a few times about constructive leisure. Mm-hmm. Do you find that the reason why you do that and you find such enjoyment in that is because you feel like you're learning and doing an activity at the same time? Yeah, to some degree. Um, but sometimes it's, it's one... Hmm. 
sometimes the podcast um, can get me over the hump of not wanting to exercise. In in the sense that um, if I just want to go for a walk, I won't listen to anything because I, uh, I'll be intent on the walk and I'll be focused. And about 50, 50 60% of the time, that's what I do. But sometimes I don't feel like walking. But then like a podcast episode that I really want to listen to comes in. And then I can use that as a motivation to get my ass out the house and make sure the dog gets his exercise. So it's like, well, you know, it's like a con- con- consolation prize. Like, I don't feel like walking, but I do want to listen to this and well, might as well do both at the same time. Hmm. Self-trickery. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like there's, there's a version of that that exists in me too, except like when I, I, I find, I create certain playlists um, depending on the speed of the type of walk and the length of walk that I'm trying to do. And as, as much as I can, I uh, match the BPM to my walking pace and I find myself adjusting to the BPM of the music, uh, depending on how I'm walking. It's it's kind of crazy. I used to love walking and listening to music when I was younger, but now I'm not a big fan of it. Um, mm. I'm not sure why. Uh, do you ever... Uh, this is a weird question. I'm not sure if I know how to articulate it. You know, sometimes you have those those uh, these modes of thought in your head that you've never had to put into words. So I'm going to try to do that right now. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. Carry on. There's sometimes there's things that happen in your head, you know, thought processes, things like that, that you know what they are, you know how they feel, you're familiar with them, you go through those thought processes a lot, but you've never had to explain it to someone before. So then you're trying to put it into words and you're like, how, what words do I use for this? So that's what I'm trying to do right now. So basically, sometimes when I go for a walk, um, if I'm wearing this, this is going to make me sound insane, but it's true. Um, if I'm wearing a hat, which most of the time I am because I don't have a lot of hair and when the sun's out, I don't want a sunburn on top of my head. Um, so I'm wearing a hat, I'm wearing sunglasses and maybe I'm going out and I have AirPods in. So I've got stuff in my ears and there's about, I start to feel maybe five minutes into the walk or something. I'll start to feel overwhelmed. Like there's too much input. Um, and I know some of that has to do with also the speed that I listen to things. Um, so it's coming, a lot of information coming at me very fast too. So it's very easy to overwhelm. So well, sometimes what I, and I, what I, when that happens, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, what I realize is I'm like, oh, I'm walking, but I'm not walking. In the sense that it's like I'm not there. I'm not present. Mm. I'm somewhere else, right? You know, not in some woo-woo way, but just like, I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing. I'm not really looking at this tree. I'm not walking. I'm not, you know, I'm not feeling my body move. I'm not smelling the air. I'm not hearing the dog bark. You know, I don't feel I'm there. And so I'll take the headphones out. And then for some reason, I have to take off my hat and I have to take off my sunglasses. What? You're just this little dude running around and you can jump and you can climb up walls and you can do superhuman things. And so it's... uh it focuses your focuses your mind then just on what you're doing, and kind of, in my opinion, I mean, I'm not a fucking psychologist. I don't know what the fucking thing is behind it's it. Okay, but, we armchair everything here. Yeah, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> Makes sense in my world. It's my world where I'm sitting in my chair right now. It's my world. Makes sense to me. That's what I'm going with. Um, but you know, it's <clears throat> because that's what I f- would feel and what I do feel if I ever do play games and it comes up. It's like. 
you know, some of the best times I had, you know, connected with games and kind of why I even went and bought the Xbox in the first place was it was when they started doing, uh, you could do like the live, you know, where you're playing with other people or you're playing with your friends, multiplayer, you know, it's like getting together with my friends and we would do like uh, the last thing that we all did, you know, before like life kind of turn takes a turn and people move away and things change um, is, oh, there's there's my first one. Um, Somebody joins me in the in. I was. I am telling you, there will be so much more body sounds if I'm just sitting here. Anyway, um, (laughs) um, no, it was uh, we'd get together and play like Nazi zombies on um, Call of Duty, Mm. and it's yeah, it's it's a it's a dumb thing, and it's you're sitting there and you're just trying. Oh, you're freaking out and you're yelling at each other like you're trying to be all tactical and you're trying to set up tactical positioning. Like, no, okay, Derek, you get this window over here, Bobby, you take this door over here. They're gonna come in here by wave six. If you don't have the ray gun, we're fucked. Um, you know, but it's like it was more than just getting the game, you know, and trying to be, get to the high level and, you know, get the ridiculous points. And even if it's bright as shit, uh, no, I could be strangely, I can wear them indoors depending on the situation, <laughs> but I, you're totally right. I feel like if I absolutely need to engage, I can't be wearing sunglasses, like something about the, the physical, the physical separation between me and the rest of the world really does freak me out a little bit. Yeah. And I think it just occurred to me while you're saying that, cause you're talking about golf is, there's there's probably part of your subconscious realizing that your your peripheral vision is reduced. Oh sure. You know, like the frame is is blocking part of your peripheral vision. So there's got to be an instinctual rejection of that, in the sense that mm-hmm. I'm I'm mildly less safe right now. Um, but yeah, there is just something about that experience of uh, maybe it's maybe it's a a realization of I, I don't know how it would apply to golf, but maybe in my case, a realization of because I have this covering my eyes. I'm more. Uh, I'm more invulnerable, or I'm less. I'm less able to be read. You know, like I'm more protected. Uh, so when you when you feel you're more protected, you're you're hidden behind something. There's got to be a psychology to that of some sort, or I'm just crazy. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think you are because now I'm trying. Now I'm thinking. I'm, I've just never really thought about it before. Um, but I'm 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 considering instances in which I I have the same natural instinct to do that. Um, like I, you know, golf is probably my my. Like people always ask me, you know, while I'm golfing, like why don't I ever wear sunglasses? Because you know, most of the time, especially during the spring and the summer, you're golfing in very very bright sunlight most of the time. And I don't wear sunglasses because I I I'm, and I've never really thought about it or thought about why it just didn't feel right. But I think the the feeling is that I feel too disconnected from what I'm doing and I can't focus. It's weird, and there's like no easy to decide or easy to point out a reason for it. But it's it's something I've I've noticed more and more people when I talk about it. They're like, oh yeah, me too. It's kind of like um, you know, if somebody's in your house, you invite a guest over to your house, and they're wearing a pea coat you know, a big pea coat, and they refuse to take it off. Mm. Doesn't that feel weird? You know, yeah. it's like, it's, yeah, that's true. it's not necessarily warm, you know, it's not unreasonable for them to be wearing it. But the fact that they refuse to take off the coat, it makes it feel like they don't actually want to be there, right? Yeah, that's true. Like they're, they're, all, they're already on their way out in their brains. Yeah, they don't want to expose themselves. You know, so they're protected, and maybe sunglasses are and hat maybe too are a similar thing. Maybe that's why uh, 
I know that uh, the origin of why you took off a hat when you went indoors was because it said to the the people of the of the owners of the home that you didn't trust that their roof wouldn't leak. Um, but I think maybe it continues in the same way, maybe because of that too. It's like, well, take off your hat and relax. But then at the same time, I hate taking off my shoes at other people's houses. Really? I hate that. Oh man, I can't wait to get them off. <laughs> I love taking them off in my house, but not in other people's houses. Why do you think that is? I mean, I know for me, it's because I, I feel more I feel more at home when I don't have my shoes on. Um, like I, I guess it's the same thing as the hat thing. Like the moment I take my shoes off, I feel like I'm there. I just think it's kind of like I find when uh, when people require you to take off their shoes to go in their house, I think it's a little insulting. Personally, really, yes, is I'm imposing this upon you. Um, uh, I think this is. I think that shoes um, don't belong in the house. Therefore, you have to, and, and they can impose that. But it feels a little rude. So I always feel I feel a little less comfortable when people make me take off my shoes. Now, if I chose to, it's different. Well, the gnarly thing is culturally, I've I've I was born and raised in a culture that that never wore shoes in the house. So that's entirely normal to me. I never wear them in my house, but it, I don't know. It's just it's weird to take them off in someone else's house for me. I don't. I'll, I'll do it, of course. I'm not going to be rude. I'm going into their house, but there is a part of me that's annoyed every time, and I do hold a little resentment. It's kind of oh. like I don't know. Like it feels like it's like somebody. It's obviously not this extreme, but it would be like if you went to somebody's house and they're like, "Please take off your pants." <laughs> it, it sounds that sounds crazy, right? But that's literally what's happening, right? Someone's telling you to take off a piece of your clothing. From a practical perspective, though, the shoes thing makes sense because if your house has carpet and someone's tracking and stuff from the outside, then there's definitely sure. an aspect of that. There. Sure, sure. But at the same time, like it's that vulnerability thing. You're making sure. me be vulnerable without my choice. Just the way if you, you know, made me take off my pants, I would feel vulnerable because I'm in my underwear now. I, I kind of felt like that when... Huh. I so so there's an extension of that for me. I, I I guess in my mind there's a cooperative nature to um, social engagements that require you to go to someone's house. Um, so for example, like if I'm ever out with people and we talk about making dinner, I feel less easy about it if they're imposing what they want to have dinner or what what they want to have for dinner um, versus us sharing the process of both deciding and then making said dinner. Right. Yeah, I, I can totally see that because it's it's similar in the same sense where it's like, oh, you already knew what you wanted and my opinion doesn't mean anything. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, oh, okay, I get it. So I'm I'm supposed to feel uncomfortable and take off my shoes. Okay, it's your house. But then it's also like, it is your house, but you're also making me do it. Because usually when people tell you to take off their shoes and come to the house, it's not subtly suggested. It's like they usually they freak out a little OCD, right? Where they're like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, we don't wear shoes in this house. And I think that's part of it too. It's like, whoa, relax. You know, I didn't just tromp through horse shit <laughs> before I came in. You know, me standing on your carpet for four seconds in my shoes is not going to burn the house down. Sure. So anyways, I'm, per- I'm pretty sure nobody gives a shit about any of this stuff. <laughs> Well, I mean, this this is why it's this is why it's our damn podcast. That's right. No one else can tell us what the hell we can do. 
Wouldn't it be hilarious if that was actually in our, you know, our prep? And we're both looking at our notes, like, yes, let's talk about taking off shoes. You know what though? I don't think I don't think it's. It, I think people will care, and the reason why is because before you mentioned it, I didn't even think about it, but it actually plays a much bigger part in my life than I thought. The the sunglasses thing or everything? Well, not just well the sunglass thing that extrapolates to the shoes thing, which extra, extrapolates to the the cooperative nature of something like cooking a meal. And it's not just cooking a meal; it's all the other stuff. Like if someone says, "Hey, we're gonna play a certain board game," like, no, ask me. You know, right, right. Or like that's that's what that's why um, it's always weird to go to somebody's house and have them turn on the television, right? Because nine yeah, sure. nine times out of ten, they probably won't ask you what you want to watch. They just put on what they want to watch, and you're like, hmm, I guess I'm watching this. Like I've I've had that happen before, where I go to somebody's house and they're like, Oh, we're watching, you know, throw in whatever show, and you're like, you know, it's it's season seven of whatever show you want to throw in, and I'm like, I haven't seen an episode of this before. So basically, by making me watch this, you're making me never be able to watch this show mm-hmm. because you're about to make sure. me watch spoiler. And or uh, oh, did I tell you about this? The time that I went to the movies, um, and this—I think I did tell you about this years ago. I went to the movies one time, which is very rare, um, movie theater. And uh, there's this woman that's probably like five, six rows in front of me, maybe even a little bit more. You know, there's that that walkway between the front section and then the rest. You know, there's always that. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's those yeah, yeah, first, sure. you know, six rows of seats that nobody wants to sit in because they're too close. And then there's usually a walkway and then the rest of the seats are behind that. So she was on the other yeah. side of that. So she was, I mean, she was probably 30, 40 feet away from me, um, if not more. And she was watching, I think it was Bones, TV show Bones, on her fucking Samsung phone that was just way too big. Oh. You know those huge ones? It's almost like an iPad mini. Yeah, it's it's a the Samsung Note, I believe it's called. Yeah, those things are enormous. And this was a couple of years ago when they were like the form factor wasn't as tight, you know, so it had bezels, so it was even bigger and all this shit. But anyways, it was like a little mini TV, and she had the volume all the way up. So I'm like 40, 50 feet back. She's watching this show. So basically, I'm watching this show, right? Because the movie hasn't started yet. I can hear it, I can see it, and it's like four episodes ahead of where I was watching the show. Oh no. And I'm like, oh my God, she's gonna and it was like in the middle of an arc or something. I'm like, this woman, this woman's gonna fucking ruin this show for me and I can't do anything <laughs> about it. I'm literally trapped by being in public. And I, I what do you do in that situation? Like you just like throw something at them? <laughs> like I like I try yeah, to I don't know. That's 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 a tough one. I try to put my fingers in my ears literally and do the bam 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 so I I, I I, I went up and I went to the bathroom. That's what I did. I'm like, I just go to the bathroom for really long. <laughs> just walk really slow to pee. Man, I can't think. Of, I I don't even know what I'd do. You know, I kind of. I mean, I, I kind of feel like that. That's what people do when they have conversations, phone conversations in public. Like they're forcing us to hear their private conversations. Yeah, this is why, like, even to this day, I mean, with rare exceptions, depending on my environment, um, I, I think it's really rude, actually, to have your full-on conversation in front of other people. So, um, I'm, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, um, I'm known for getting up and walking out urgently whenever I get a phone call <laughs> in almost every environment I'm in. I, I, I won't even answer the phone most of the time. 
Oh, really? Unless I know it's somebody that I'm only going to talk to for like five seconds, you know, like uh, somebody calls me and I know they're going to call me and tell me something. I'll just answer and go, yeah. And I'll keep my side as I'll let the other person talk all they want, but I'll keep my answers to like one or two words. And then I'm like, okay, bye. Boom. Done. Uh, That's funny. But yeah, I just, I feel like that there's a, you know, how many times I've been standing in line for something. And I hear somebody like, yeah, well, she needs to go have that checked because the doctor said, but and I'm like, dude, really? Like you're talking about somebody's <laughs> medical shit. I just, you could be talking about some fucking herpes on her boob. Who knows? Like, and you're telling the whole fucking world, like, give me a break. But people don't even give a shit anymore. <laughs> I, I will say though that the um, the so one of the startups that I'm or that I'm currently helping with, um, actually the only startup that I'm presently helping with, um, the only reason why um, I was able to connect with them at all was because they overheard a conversation that I was having about political stuff, and they were intrigued by it, and that led to a longer conversation. I mean, that's that's more the exception than the rule. Like, I don't often Definitely. find myself in the habit of, you know, sitting there and talking, like having full-on conversations, especially of that kind of nature, where there's a, something potentially personal. No way, man. I'm, I'm walking. Screw that. Well, I think the, the, the number two worst offender or the worst case offense of that is the person having an argument oh, on yeah. the phone that's, in that's public horrifying. with a spouse or a significant other. Well, fuck you! Oh my! Oh my God! Do I really have to listen to this? But then, the, dude, I I refuse to argue in public. I can't. I don't know how people. It's do that. awful. Um, but the number one worst, probably type of shit we're talking about. The number one worst thing you can do is watch videos with the sound on in Starbucks. Oh, sure. That's a big fuck you to everyone around you. That is the biggest. Fu- that is the. I don't even acknowledge that there are other human beings around me. Fuck you. Well, not only that, but here's the thing. In order to hear a video in that kind of environment, you got to turn it all the way Oh, up. yeah. There's there's a guy that used to come in the Starbucks over the one that I go to all the time. And this guy used to come in and watch like... And I don't mind this type of music, but I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that could say that in that Starbucks because there's mostly families and retired people in there. He would come in and watch music videos of death metal. Jeez. At like full volume. So he'd just be sitting over there and you hear, (laughs) 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 and at full volume. And I'm, and not even looking around like, oh, am I bothering anyone? Just like rocking his head. And the guy was not like 15. This is probably like a dude in his 30s. Huh. And I'm like, you are just the biggest fucking asshole. Yeah, that's not really cool. I mean, even if you like the style of music, it's not even about that. Mm. That's that sunglass world. Yeah, screw that. Dude. That's 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 the, like that kind of mindset is maybe what I'm always. I feel like I'm being like with the sunglasses on. Like, oh, this is virtual reality to me. None, sure. none of these things are real. None of these quote people are real. Mm. Ah. Anyways, oh, speaking of movie theaters, I got a good story for you. So I've kind of been having fun. Um, <laughs> that was a weird way to say that. <laughs> I've been enjoying finding weird like news articles. You know, like not on, obviously the normal news is fucking weird enough as it is. <laughs> but I mean like just yeah. weird in the, like that's kind of funny type of shit or that's just odd. Um, and apparently there was a guy in Hong Kong who got his ass kicked from walking out of Avengers Endgame and telling fucking everyone what the ending was. What a dick. Why? 
<laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> that is what like the, a big. What the speaking fuck? of assholes in public, I don't know a bigger asshole you could possibly be. <laughs> wow, dude, there are people. I mean, I'm one of those people. I've been waiting a year to see that movie. I would, I would have kicked his ass. Oh my god. That's brutal. Yeah, I, that is brutal. This is a show where we don't condone violence against people, but in this case, I almost feel like you have more right, right to attack this guy than the Nazi got that got punched in the face. Yeah, I hate to say it, but fuck that guy. That's horrible. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> wait, wait. Did he give a reason as to why he did it? I, it I wasn't mean, like an interview what? with him. It was basically, it was just, I mean, so it's it's filtered from Hong Kong to America. So, you know, like the details are very sparse. There were even some people sure. saying that maybe it was a fake news story. Um, <laughs> but who knows? Either way, I, I read it. I'm like, that's pretty funny. So, so that was a great one. Another one that I found, <laughs> this, is, this is from Coventry, England. Um, here, let me actually click over to it. I'm going to actually... Oh my I'm, God, I'm, that's mad. I'm going to actually read this one to you. <laughs> this one's pretty funny. It's not as funny as that, though. Okay. I mean, that's pretty good. The title is, <laughs> police officer gets bored during drug raid, starts doing flips on a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I haven't laughed like that in a while. Uh, from time to time, everyone gets bored at work. However, when you are a law enforcement officer, how you choose to entertain yourself when you're in the middle of a drug raid could be subject of scrutiny. <laughs> <laughs> One cop learned this the hard way when he's caught on camera doing flips on a trampoline while on duty. By the way, there's video of this. <laughs> this will be in the show notes. Chad, I have so many questions. I have so many questions. Let me keep going. <laughs> Hopefully they'll answer a little bit. The incident took place in Coventry, England, according to a report by Rare. While a drug raid was underway, the officer hopped on a nearby trampoline and decided to squeeze in a lighthearted work. <laughs> a neighbor spotted the officer as he was removing his kit, kit belt and began bouncing on the trampoline. <laughs> At one point, the cop even did a backflip. <laughs> All while other law enforcement watched and laughed. Uh, the so I the 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 link that I'm going to include is like a it's got photos and then it's like a silent video, but there's the original video. Um, I I didn't include it just because the guy, the guy was the guy recording it was so angry at what he was recording, <laughs> and it's like his voice is altered, you know, so it has like one of those like witness protection voices, but it's literally yeah. this this English man going. I can't fucking believe it. This is where our fucking tax money goes. <laughs> it is so funny. <laughs> Not doing their yeah, job. I mean, le- legitimately though, I don't know what I would do if I was in that situation. I mean, I guess he's having a good time. It's 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 a it's weird because like they're in the, like the back of this house, um, what looks like the back of a house, and it's maybe one two. I'm watching the video right now. So there's first starts out with three cops. It's one male cop and two female cops. And he's just kind of bouncing up on the trampoline and they're kind of moving around. One of them's laughing a little bit. And then as it goes on, he gets to a certain point and he stops and he, he takes off his belt his you know, his, his gun belt and hands it to the other officer. And then that's when he does the backflip. <laughs> What the hell? Uh, the West Midlands Police Department did confirm that an investigation is underway, stating that the cop had, quote, appears to have fallen short of high standards. 
Oh, so good. <laughs> what the hell? Now you know why I've become obsessed with this kind of news. It, it just brings so much joy to your life. Oh, man. Like, I, I, I never even think about things like that. Oh, so good. I think I had one more. What was the other one? Oh, this is an interesting one. Yeah, that's amazing. This one, um, the article doesn't call it this. I don't know where I found this. This led me to the link on this. But the place that I found it was called The Legend of Bob. Um, I'm going to read this one too. This one is wonderful. Not as good as that though. Um, Sorry for any improper grammar because I'm literally reading something that somebody wrote on a forum. So that's actually the person's improper grammar if there is any. For example, not putting the word I at the beginning. Once worked at a steel company... And there used to be this guy with a clipboard and pen who would continually be in the stock area checking labels, boxes, pallets, shipping packages. His name was Bob, and everyone liked him. He was personable, was into sports. Just an all-around nice guy who got along with everyone, staff, managers, bosses, everyone. Bob had been with the company all of 15 years by then. And you have to understand... This was a large steel mill with a couple thousand people working throughout the three mills on the same property. Anyway, at a manager's meeting, a decision was made that we have to have an employee look at a certain area of finished nails, screws, nuts, and bolts. They were scratching their head about who had the brains to handle it. One of the managers says, why not Bob? Everyone knew right away that who he was referring to, and they all agreed he would probably be the best man for the job. The next question out of the manager's mouth was, okay, which one of you guys does he work for? <laughs> and no one said a word, but looked around the table at the other managers. Come on, he's got to work for someone here, the manager said. And still, there was no answer. Someone piped up. Maybe he works for one of the office managers. Long story short, Bob worked at the plant for over 15 years, collecting a paycheck each and every week. For the first five years, he worked in a department that had become obsolete. And so people were moved around in other areas of the mill, except for Bob. He got lost in the shuffle and found himself floating here and there without any supervision or anyone ever paying attention to him. He wanted to see if he would still get a paycheck. And when that happened, he thought at the time, well, I wonder how long I can get away with this before (laughs) someone notices. How about 10 years? (laughs) What in the hell? Of weekly paychecks coming in without ever having to work a single day in his life. (laughs) Uh, When this came out, it was the talk of the whole operations and even reached the president of the company who could only laugh at the whole situation. Nonetheless, Bob was let go. But HR told them they had to offer him a good severance package because he was an employee. After all, for full 15 years, he was there. (laughs) And it was not his fault that he had nothing to do. What the heck? How about okay. that? All right, what ten company, years what of paychecks. I, I don't know why you want a job. <laughs> yeah, dude, that'd be the best job in the history of mankind. I think it would be awful. Can you imagine? Think about that, though. Th- actually, think about the logistics of that. Sure, you don't have to report to anyone, but you do have to worry about being caught any day, right? So well, every know, day you go in, you have to look like you're doing something. Well, you know, I'd be great, Chad, because I would just do other things. It'd be so easy to get away with it now because you just sit in front of a computer all day and people would assume you were doing computer work, right? Sure. 
I mean, you could easily do that now, except with computers. Everybody knows, you know, like who's sitting at that computer? Well, boom, there you go. We know that employee's there. Lucky Bob. Cheers to Bob. Fuck. 15 years. Okay, he worked for five years. And then 10 years of free pay and then gets a severance package. <laughs> a full decade. A full decade. How do you do that for a full decade? I, I don't know. What do you do after that? <laughs> like, I don't know how to work anymore. <laughs> I know how to look busy. Maybe you could get a job at the DMV. Oh, true. Ah. Hmm. Sorry if we're offending anybody at the DMV. Oh, um, they're used to it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're the most patient pe- second most patient people in the world. Honestly, who's the first group? IRS. Ah, uh, oh yeah. IRS helpline, that is. I mean, I, I, I feel really bad for the people who are helping me from the IRS. I mean, they must... They're I mean, I'm nice. a, Like, I'm a really reasonable guy, um, so I'm not freaking out. But, like, I went to an IRS office in San Jose, and people were just... Like, literally every third person is screaming at them. Like, not even... I'm not... That's not even... An, that's not even hyperbole or even exaggeration. Like, people are just screaming at the IRS all the time. There's... I, I've had to call, I think, twice on the phone. And every time, I'm like, that is like... I'm not joking here. The best customer service I've ever had in my life. They're yeah. so nice. They have to be. I mean, I can't imagine. Can you imagine that they were just as inflammatory in return and 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 had as much vigor? I mean, as as some of the people they're working with. Yeah. The fuck you, pay me. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine how horrifying that would be. Ah. Oh, I have so many. Oh, Lamb. By the way, something that you might be interested in. Apparently, we remember we talked about. Uh, Anybody remember, I think it was last week, did we talk about Mandalorian last week? Was last uh, yes, uh, but, but then we also talked about it offline a little bit too. Um, but for everybody that didn't hear the offline part, it's a TV show, not a movie, which is really cool. Um, John Favreau's running it. This is actually not what I was going to say. But um, that's probably, I'm guessing, since Disney owns the rights to Star Wars, that's going to be on the new Disney Plus streaming thing. Yeah. What else? What also might be coming to Disney Plus is a Willow TV show. No way. Ron Howard really wants to do it. No shit. That's cool. That would be really cool. I that think I, I I'm not joking. I think that that Disney streaming thing is going to be fucking awesome. They have so many good properties. Yeah, I mean, considering the amount of content that's already slated to be on that that streaming service, it's going to be out of control. And, Even if and there's, just... there's so much speculation as to the sheer volume of insane Marvel shows alone they're going to do. Even if they just... Yeah, even if they just made new stuff, they have Marvel, they have Star Wars, they have the Muppets, they have all the Disney shit. I mean, just like those five properties alone, you could make a pretty kick-ass fucking channel. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I I think they're thinking about making three different Star Wars shows. That's the rumor I heard. Um, And at least six or seven different Marvel projects are already in the works, including a couple of movies that are going to be exclusive to the, uh, the streaming service itself. That's such a, that's, I'm going to pay for that one. <laughs> Me too. Let's put it that way. Me too. Uh, I mean, at a certain point we'll probably end up paying for all of them. Let's be honest. We're going to end up paying as much as we used to pay for cable TV that we said was overpriced sure. <laughs> because these guys are going to all parse us out. Like, Oh, you like that show? Well, guess what? I'm the only one with it. Fuck. And well, the glory days of Netflix are over. Well, someone I mean Netflix is over, but well, someone someone's going to consolidate them. I, I I get the sense that mm. someone out there, like I, I'm I'm watching most of them, like the CBS app, for example. I'm watching um, and and the Golf Channel stuff. I'm all watching through Amazon Prime now. 
So someone somewhere is going to figure out a way to consolidate everything so that you're not paying for 15 individual streaming services. It's tough because they're all fighting for their own rights and their own share of it right now. Sure. So it's going to be, it's not going to be that way for at least probably five years. Yeah. I agree. Um, and, and, and then what will happen is the ones that aren't making enough money, they'll go back to selling their content, you know, to the Hulus or the, even though Hulu, like the, the future of Hulu is up in the air right now, which is kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, Hulu's good. Because, um, because Netflix, you know, the way that Netflix is going, they're, they're licensing less and less other people's content because they're making more and more of their own. Sure. Um, so like the only place where you can watch shows you know, on quote unquote on television is through Hulu unless you have cable, right? You know, the only way you're going to see like, uh, I don't know, like the Gotham is through Hulu or the Oroville is through Hulu um, unless you have those channels. And uh, it's, 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 I don't even remember where I was going with that <laughs> because I just remembered another property that Disney has that's huge, The Simpsons. Oh, man. Um, yeah, but, uh, I, th- I think that you're going to see just more and more that these, they're all going to start spreading out and then they're going to start dropping off where it's like, yeah, they're going to reconsolidate. I mean, that, that's just going to naturally happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I actually, I actually thought that would happen more with TV as well, but now everyone's got a damn TV channel of some kind. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, it's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. You know, the whole, the, the podcast world is getting weird right now too. So we'll see what the next few years for both of those. It's going to be very interesting, but I mean, look at, look at um, streaming music. There were so many different ones and now like, you know, Pandora is pretty much fucking almost non-existent. You know, I don't know anybody that has Pandora as their streaming service. I don't know anybody that has title. Um, it's basically Spotify and Apple, right? Yep. Sure. But that's, I mean, that's a different case in the sense that the record labels didn't go make their own streaming services. What we're having now is the equivalent of if record labels went and made their own streaming services. Like, you want to listen to RCA artists? You've got to get RCA stream. Is RCA still active record label? Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> a good example. I don't even know. But, you know, that's, 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 that's a big difference, too. You know, you had third parties running the music thing. You still do. Um, but the TV, I mean, you got uh, Comcast and, and Disney are the major shareholders in Hulu right now. Netflix owns their own. HBO is technically Warner. Um, I, didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I just heard that because they're talking about Warner Brothers is coming out with their own streaming service. Um, and the HBO content is going to be on that. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I don't so, know. What so HBO Go as a as a service is going to disappear? That seems odd. No, I think they'll probably keep both. Uh, I see. Okay. You know, like $10 for HBO, $20 for HBO and Warner. Because uh, you'll get all their movies. And that's no, what's going to happen. Yeah. All these guys are going to start pulling their shit back from Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, right? Sure. That's what you're going to see. Like, if Warner thinks that they're going to make a fortune off their streaming service, like all of our movies, gone. You know, the ones that are out of contract. As a contract, you know, it's like the Friends thing. You know, Netflix paid up the ass to keep Friends this year. Um, I think it's just for this year. Um, they paid up the ass for it. Um, but then after that, it's gone. And I think, uh, I think that goes to Warner too. Well, I guess the, the, the promising sign to that 
is that because all of these services are going to be competing so tightly for an existing customer base that is basically now having its attention split in so many different ways, the content has to be pretty damn spectacular. Yeah, that's that's why everybody's worried about the Apple one, right? Yeah, sure. Because well, the Apple Apple's in a precarious situation because what are they going to charge? Yeah, you, know, like, you, you can't charge ten dollars because all they have is the new shows they made. There's literally nothing else to watch on it. Yeah, they don't have sure. licensing rights to anything else. Yeah. Somebody was saying they think it's going to be free. I don't think it'll be free. Yeah, nothing's for free, especially from Apple. I doubt. I it. think it'll be an add-on. You know, uh, I think you'll get it for free with Apple Music. I see. You know, something like that. Where it's like, well, you're paying for that. We're going to give you this. Or, you know, like $12, you get Apple Music and uh, Apple... I can't remember what it's called. Is it, um, how, is it... I think it's just Apple Plus or Apple TV Plus. I don't yeah, sounds right. I mean, if they're smart, they would bundle in with all the stuff that's going on with Apple News too as well, like the magazines oh, and yeah. all that stuff. 30 bucks a month, you know, if I if I could pay 30 bucks a month and get Apple News plus uh Apple TV plus or Apple Plus whatever it's called, I think it's Apple Plus. Um I could get uh my you know, a, a basic level of story, but he um that the reason that is in the movie, that uh, I say that because I don't know the character's name. The reason mm-hmm. that character's in the movie, it wasn't written in the script, it's not in the book is Marlon Brando <laughs> took <laughs> off into fucking town and found that dude. That little dude yeah. was living in wherever they were filming the movie. I think it was in Australia somewhere and brought him to set. And he's like, he's going to be in the movie hmm. and just made them write it in the script. And well, then, that's kind of what they were saying about Edward Norton. Same kind of beyond usefulness is our need to be individuals. Um, you know, it's a lot of this, this article is about how, let me let me see here there's one particular line that talks about how um we are expected to be experts and we can't be because we're ill-equipped um you know just despite the the schooling and the experience that we have um throughout the 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 early part of our adulthoods um we're ill-equipped to to decide for ourselves what's best for us um but I feel like because America is what it is to itself, there's an expectation that we should be. So it inherently builds in this cultural bravado that's very dangerous. Um, and I think that that bravado has led us to to be a culture of anecdotal. Um, how do I how do I say this? We love to point at people and give specific examples without taking in the breadth of information required to make an actual decision. Right. And this ties back to um, The Coddling of the American Mind, the book that I've mentioned before that I said is required reading. Um, Because it's this idea of because you feel something, therefore it makes it as valid as something that's fact. Um, And it also ties into our long history ridicule of the flat earth movement um <laughs> because like it says here you know reason skepticism you know i'll, I'll bring a brief example um of climate change i mentioned it before climate change um i i heard this today um that there is now more evidence of climate change than there is of physics how's that sure 
yet we don't question physics. <laughs> we don't question whether I drop this apple, it hits the ground. We don't question, um, you know, rifle, um, the way that rifles work, which relies on physics. We don't uh, question whether a bridge should be built the way the bridge is built, which, re- which relies on physics. We don't question airplanes when we get in them, which relies on physics. But we question climate change. Well, and, it, goes, it goes back to something that I've mentioned quite a few things about politics even, is that the level of complexity is so daunting at this point. I mean, climate change is a good example of that, right? Like in order to properly understand climate change, you need to understand a lot of different things. You need to understand basic chemistry. Um, you need to understand, at the very least, you need to have at least some rudimentary understanding of the history of our planet and the effects of greenhouse gases on other planets like Venus, for example. Um, so I, I feel like most people in their daily lives, especially these days, I mean, I think about the Bay Area and I think about, you know, my friends who have 